You are listening to sermon audio from Fort Myers Community Church. For more information about how to get involved in the life of this church family, please visit www.fmcc.life. Hello, FMCC family. Welcome, welcome. We're super glad to see you here. My name is Tori, and this is Vivian. And we have the honor of sharing with you the call to worship today. Matthew 11, verse 28 through 28, 9. Come to me, O who labor and, and all heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lonely in heart, and you will find rest for you your souls from my yoke is easy and my boning is light awesome let's keep worshiping together man amen you can have a seat man I'm just singing my heart out over there thinking about what heaven's going to be like to worship our creator. Um, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Bill, I'm one of the pastors here. Um, and I don't know about you, but have you ever found yourself in like a supermarket or a coffee shop and you saw somebody that you knew from like a long time ago? Someone maybe from a different time, different location, and what's the thing that comes out of your mouth, right? Man, it's such a small world. Why do we even utter that? Why do we even say that? Because we do recognize that the world is huge. Our planet is enormous. 7.9 billion people almost and counting, spread across 200 million square acres, square miles. I mean, that's, that's just, that's enormous. And, and when I think about how our planet is just one planet in a solar system, and then that solar system sits in a, in a galaxy, I mean, if you stand on certain points of, of our world and you look up, you'll see this. You'll see the Milky Way galaxy. Man. Like if you zoom out even further and you go out, these are just renderings, but if you look at the, the Milky Way galaxy from the outside, we're just a speck of dust in that. That's our solar system, in a speck of dust in this galaxy. Yet it's such a small world where we run into people. But if we begin to perceive God as outside of our planet and outside of our solar system and outside of our galaxy and outside of our universe, how then can we have a relationship with him? I think sometimes, and maybe I'm just speaking for myself, but sometimes I view God as so distant and so out there that I fail to realize how near he truly is. And we see that our mission is to love God and love others and make disciples here at FMCC. That's not a mission that we made up on our own. When Jesus was living and walking the earth, someone said to him, what's the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind. How could we love God 
if he's far? How can we have a relationship with him if he's distant? But we get to this point where we will have to decide who Jesus is. Because 7.9 billion people will have to answer the question, who is Jesus? All the people that lived in the past, all the people in the present, all the people that will live in the future will answer the question, who is Jesus? Is he merely a man? Is he just a figment of our imaginations? Maybe a, a character in a story like Olaf the snowman? Or Bugs Bunny for some of you older people? Or was he God? Because if he is God, then Jesus becomes the focal point of the nearness of God. That God himself, who spoke creation into being, spoke the galaxies into being, spoke our planet into being, formed you in your mother's womb, wrapped himself in flesh, came down to us as a baby to be born, to live lives that you and I could never live, a life of perfection, to be killed, put on a cross for your sin and for my sin so that you and I can have a relationship with him. Our God is not far. He is not outside our planet. He is not outside our solar system. He is not outside our galaxy or our universe. He is here. He is present. He is near. And we get the blessing and the honor to be here today to sing songs to his name, to pray to him through the power of his Holy Spirit, and then to watch people publicly profess that they believe that Jesus Christ is their Lord and their Savior. If you're here today, and that's something that you haven't done, here's my encouragement to you. There is a God who loves you deeply, who traveled infinity amount of distance from everlasting to everlasting to be here to be now to be present with you to know you to have a relationship with you and this is the moment that we get to celebrate what God is doing in the lives of two of our students Callie and Audrey and man what an amazing testimony to hear because this is what baptism is this is a public declaration of an inward faith. Baptism doesn't save us, Jesus saves us. But what baptism does is it publicly professes that we believe that Jesus Christ is our Lord and is our Savior. That he is the ruler of our lives. And that he is the only one that can restore relationship between us and God. And so if you're here today and you've never made that public profession of faith, my prayer is that through the, the faith and the testimony of some of our um, amazingly wonderful, beautiful girls, um, that you would hear the beauty of all that God has for you in a relationship with him. So would you do me a favor? Would you turn your attention to the screen? We have a testimony video that's going to play. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. The Word, worthy to be worshipped. If you would like, turn to Hebrews chapter 1. We're going to look at verse 3. So the word of God says, He is the radiance of the glory of God 
and the exact imprint of his nature. And he upholds the universe by the word of his power. How did that fall on you? He upholds the universe. Jesus upholds the universe by the word of his power. That water that we're baptizing exists because Jesus says it will exist. We have mothers who are having children knit in their wombs and that is upheld by the word of Jesus Christ. This very building stands because Jesus so wills it to stand by the word of his power. This city exists because Jesus so wills it by the word of his power. My beautiful sister Esther, as we talked about both of us aging, we are upheld by the word of his power. Great confidence in aging. Those of you that are strong and young are upheld by the word of his power because he so wills it. This little speck of rock stays at the exact angle within the exact orbit, within a tiny little galaxy, within the ever-expanding universe that he is still creating by the word of his power. Priscilla and Kaylee and Audrey, your faith in Christ Jesus will be upheld because Jesus and the word of his power will uphold it. What a promise. What a promise. And if that doesn't awestruck us, if that doesn't drive us to our knees and just total love for Christ, turn to John chapter 5. John chapter 5, Jesus says this, Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and is now here when the dead will hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear will live. Lazarus, come forth. Lazarus came forth. My father, who died two years ago, will hear the voice of Jesus Christ and his decaying body will be new because Jesus so wants it. He who said, let there be light when there was nothing created light and it didn't take multitudes, it was instantaneous because Jesus Christ said, let there be light. My faith stands because of the power of the words of Jesus Christ. Why? Why does he do that? Jesus goes on. For as a father has life in himself, so he has granted the son also to have life in himself. Why can Jesus uphold the universe? Why can he raise the dead? Because God the Father 
gave it to him. He granted it to him. That should draw another question. Why would God the Father do it? Jesus tells us. Chapter 5. Truly, truly, I say to you, the Son can do nothing of his own accord, but only what he sees the Father doing. Whatever the Father does, the Son does likewise. For the Father loves the Son and shows him all that he himself is doing. What we saw just a little while ago and what we're going to see with Priscilla, it should give us shivers. Because what we get to see is the love of God the Father for the love of God the Son given to the love of us because of the finished work on the cross of Jesus Christ out of love for the Father and for us. And all that is upheld by the power of His Word. He goes on. And greater works than these will He show you, and so that you may marvel. For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son gives life to whom He will. For the Father judges no one, but has given all judgment to the Son. Get this. That all may honor the Son, just as they honor the Father. Whoever does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. At the end of the day, the love of God the Father for the love of God the Son is our confidence in this life as I age. That's the only confidence I had because Jesus said, Tim, in the word of my power, I will uphold you. Until I decided not to. And I'm very hopeful in that. Because my life and my death are cured in his voice in his voice alone. Let us pray. Father, may we just rejoice in uh, your three daughters that you saved in the voice of Christ. Their heart was changed. It was from stone to flesh. May we be in awe of what transpires today. That it's, it's a huge was paid for and purchased and ransomed by your son's blood on the cross of Calvary. So, Father, let us rejoice, let us celebrate, and let us live in the sufficiency and supremacy of Christ in all things. Amen.